0: Hey, 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 you guys, thank y'all so much for being a part of Black Canvas season eight. Once again, we have an amazing guest here with us. We have DJ Jason Hyden. Hyden is an open format turntable DJ based out of Kansas City. Hyden grew up with a background in music, teaching himself how to play the piano at a very young age. Hyden went on to play piano professionally at local department stores, such as as Nordstrom, and when he was in high school and early into college until he discovered his passion for DJing while studying at the University of Kansas. As a classically trained pianist, Haydn wanted to base his DJ name around a classical composer. He chose Franz Joseph Haydn as his inspiration. Nine years ago, in Lawrence, Hayden got his start DJing at Bullwinkle's Bar, where he helped build huge followings to what has become one of the most popular bars in the city. To pursue his dream of DJing full-time, Hayden moved back to Kansas City, and the rest is history. Currently, Hayden is the official DJ for the Kansas City Royals and Sporting Kansas City. Growing up, Hayden always dreamed of playing for the Royals, and now he actually gets to live out that dream from behind the turntables. Hayden can be seen in right field above rival sports four at the Royals in between innings, hyping up the crowd at Kauffman Stadium. At Sporting KC, Hayden performs in the bowl during pregame and halftime, and then plays the post-game victory celebration in the Budweiser Brewer House. Not only does Hayden do events for the Royals and Sporting KC, but he also does various work for the Kansas City Chiefs with Icon Event Group and Steve Serrano. Whether it is the Chiefs Style Lounge, the Chief 5K, or spinning at the season ticket members' tent, Pre game at Arrowhead Stadium. Along with the Kansas City sports team, you can find Hayden performing at many popular bars and clubs in Kansas City. He holds several, several residencies from bars like Society and Westport uh, House to Aura Nightclub in Midtown. In addition to being involved in the club scene, Hayden is heavily involved in the wedding scene corporate world, and DJing charitable events. You can find him performing frequently for Building Hope for Autism, the BMA Foundation, the Victory Project, and Noah's Bandage Project Charities. Hayden has received several nominations from The Pitch and Kansas City Magazine as the best club DJ and wedding DJ in Kansas City. Titan strives to being one of the most versatile DJs in the metro area. There's never an event he wants to say no to, and he has the ability to create the perfect vibe for crowds of all ages, effortlessly moving between genres to ensure everyone has something they can get up and dance to. And I'm just very excited to have... DJ Jason Hyden with us. Thank you for being
1: here. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That was a that was a long bio there. Sorry about that. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry for your accomplishments.
0: I think that's amazing. And the one thing I love the most about your bio is that you don't turn down jobs, but you're willing to help so many people in need. And I feel like charitable work is something that is sometimes not spoken of enough, and it's not saying that you need to be recognized for it in the public, but I think they just in, in general, people need to know that these things are out there, and I think you being the face of it and being able to talk about it can help so many organizations out there.
1: Absolutely. You know, I um, I always try to find ways where I can give back to my community, especially here in Kansas City. Um, being born and raised here, um, I'm always, you know, supporting the city and kind of waving the city's flag as much as I can. and. Um, i I just love doing charitable events. I have a couple of charities that i um do um quite a few events for um one of them is building hope for autism um it 's a foundation obviously that helps um autistic patients and um and uh people that are dealing with autism and um and then the uh, working around the challenges with that so uh, I help that organization out a lot and then um another one is the um noah's bandage project which is a um, charity that supports and funds um, research for childhood cancer so uh, those are two of my favorite charities um there's several other ones that i could go on and on about that i do um, work with Uh, the victory project is another one that um you know helps with childhood cancer um they're involved with sporting kansas city the uh, soccer team here in town so um like i said love um giving back to the community and um always trying to find a way where i can you know make it worthwhile and donate my time to these charities as well so um i'm not digging too much into their pocketbooks
0: well i'm very proud of you for doing that i think they they need to have more people who are looking to assist others in need and not just looking for the attention that is associated with it and i really appreciate you talking about those charities and hopefully at the end um of this episode if there's someone who wants to learn more about it i'll give you you know, that platform to tell them where they can find that information if they're interested for sure. Absolutely. All right, so I have some fun questions that I created I wanted to ask you, and then I want you to just give me your first rapid response answer to each one of you can.
1: Okay, gotcha, I like fun questions.
0: Okay, so let's kind of talk about um, why did you choose to be a DJ? I know you kind of briefly talked about it um, in the bio, but can you kind of give us more detail to why did you choose to become a DJ and was there any dj that you looked up to growing up
1: Man that is a that is a good question um well i liked i liked djing cuz it's fun <laughs> um <laughs> uh no uh, i got into djing by accident uh it just kind of it fell in my lap it's it's really funny how it happened so um i was in college at the university of kansas rock chalk jayhawk and um i was uh you know going to school there and And kind of one of the things I did to make some money on the side was I played piano um, at a department store. And I was like, you know, growing up, I played piano. I was really passionate about piano. I loved music. Um, I liked, you know, I started out learning how to play classically, but I didn't really enjoy classical piano very much. Um, I enjoyed, you know, playing the songs that you heard on the radio. Um, You know, at the time, like Coldplay was really big. Um, so you know I like to play all the Coldplay songs like I grew up and I got really into like James Bond and so I learned how to play all the James Bond movie you know themes on the on the uh, piano and um, I just got really good at it and then I started to find a way to make money at it like when I was 16 and I started playing in department stores and I took that um, you know that that skill and kept improving upon it and then when I was in college I you know, started getting to play some bars, even though I wasn't 21, I could still play like a restaurant or a lounge. I had a bar, um, you know, as an 18, 19, 20 year old. And I got to the point where when I turned 21 and I was playing more, you know, lounges restaurants and bars doing piano and, and getting, you know, pretty nice tip money. I mean, there'd be some nights I'd walk out of there feeling like a rock star and I would, you know, Think about, well, what do I want to do with this money? Well, I'm 21 now. Let's go check out the local bar scene. Um, so in the uh, town that I grew up, which is a little suburb in um, Johnson County, south of the uh, Kansas City metro here called Overland Park, um, there was a little country bar uh, that was really popular. And uh, I stumbled in there one time, and I was all suited up for my piano gig, looking good, and, and um, the DJ that was playing – was uh his name is dj kirby and he was like a big radio dj that i've listened to growing up my entire life like my whole childhood hearing this guy's name on the radio like putting mixtapes on and all that stuff and i was just like god i gotta go meet this guy i gotta introduce myself and i went up and introduced myself told him who i was i was i was looking snazzy and he even commented he's like man you look pretty good and i was like hey I have always wanted to do this. I was like, I've always wanted to DJ. How do I do it? Like my biggest fear was that I wasn't going to be able to afford any, any of the equipment. Like I knew how much the equipment cost. Um, DJing is a very, very expensive thing to get into and making sure that you have all the stuff. So I just kind of never thought I was going to be able to afford it all, but he was kind of at a point in his career where he was starting to book out other DJs and help out younger DJs. Um, and he was like, Relax, man. He's like, I got you. He's like, I, I got some gigs. I got, I got all the equipment. You can use my stuff. And I was like, okay, interesting. So, um, you know, I made that contact, and just you know, like a couple months later, he was like, Hey, you still interested in DJing? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I am. And I knew nothing about it. I had no clue what I was doing, but I knew that I had a lot of music because you know, growing up with the piano side, I loved music. So. I was one of those guys that would get on all the the pirate sites and, you know, pirate as much music as I could or get on LimeWire or FrostWire, you know, all those old school ways of getting music in MP3s. You know, I was like really big on like Napster when that came out. And then then I got iTunes and I remember it was so fun collecting all this music on iTunes. And so I had the music knowledge. I had the library, but I didn't really know how to like to mix or anything like that. So. He just threw me out on a, a couple gigs one day and and um, not knowing how to mix a single song, I had this uh, program called Virtual DJ, which is like kind of considered like a very, very basic beginner's version of DJ software. And I went out there and there's like a little button where you can just crossfade the songs <laughs> on the software. So it just fades out and fades into the next one. And, and then I did some gigs and uh, I killed it just doing that. I'm like, man, okay, I was like, I'm pretty good at this. So I um, started uh, getting hit up to do some weddings. So I'm like, man, I was like, weddings? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't know if I want to do weddings. And so I went out and did my first wedding, had no clue what I was doing. And I hit up Kirby and I go, I go, wait a second, do I have to MC this thing? He goes, yeah, man. He's like, you got a host. You got to get out there in front of the crowd. He's like, just be cool, calm and collected. You got this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no clue what I'm doing. And um, I figured it out, man. I just went out there and rocked the wedding. And and then um, you know I was doing some bars up in Lawrence. And then eventually I was able to make enough money to buy some of my own equipment. And then I just kind of stuck with it and just kept getting better and better. And to uh, make a, a very long story short, I just, um, you know, I knew I was good at what I was doing. And improved in my craft and then I I found a way that I could scale it and that's that was the most important thing for me like how can I make this into a business something that's sustainable that I can do full-time that was always my dream my goal was how can I DJ full-time and not have to you know work a nine-to-five job
0: I love that congratulations to you just believing in yourself and being persistent and and thank you to that DJ for being a definite you know um person that supported you in your career and giving you that start and also giving you the confidence to know that you can do it um but i do want to kind of segue that into my next question which kind of goes into energizing your audience so i know when we talk about like a wedding is of course different from being at a stadium but can you tell me is there like a go-to song that keeps everyone like hyped and and pumped up that you like to play pretty often (laughs)
1: Oh man, there there's so many of them. Um right now I'm a sucker to anything Dua Lipa. Um I'm a big Dua Lipa fan. Uh and you can get away with Dua Lipa at just about any event. It's corporate friendly, it's family friendly. Um you know, all the youngsters like like her. Um she's uh she's a hot commodity commodity right now in in the, in the pop charts, so um I I I play a lot of Dua Lipa in my sets. But um, you know, as far as like a big you know pump up anthem, um, you know, anywhere from like a Seven Nation Army. You know, obviously you got your Sandstorm in there. Um, you know, what's super popular is this track called the Hum. That's um, it's like a big EDM uh, you know Vegas banger that everybody kind of knows. If, if if you don't know the name of it, you've heard the song before. It's it, you know all the sports teams and stadiums are playing it, but. Those are kind of the big ones right now, I would say. But man, if I had a favorite, I I, I like Daft Punk a lot. Daft Punk always has a special place in my heart. So maybe, uh, maybe I go with like a One More Time, Daft Punk. That's a that's a good one.
0: I love that song. That's that's a great one. Another one, um, Party Rock, is another one I like too.
1: I got this really cool remix of. Uh, it's called We Like to Party Rock, and it's like the Banga Boys. We like to party on top of Party Rock Anthem by. LMFAO, and um, it it goes pretty hard. I'll have to send you a copy of that that remix. It's it's a good one. It's a stadium banger for sure. I want to hear that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's really good.
0: Well, one of my favorite songs that she performed, and it's actually one of her first hits, is um, "Scared to Be Lonely." Yeah, yeah, that was with uh, is that is that Martin Garrix on that track? I think so. I believe so. Is. that is a really great I'll- song.
1: Yeah, that is a good one. Dua Lipa, she rocks. She's got some good catchy stuff. And I I would say that, you know, right now, um in in pop music, I mean, there's just there's really nobody out there that's just really killing it and putting out really good music. Yeah, that is Martin Garrix. Um but yeah, there's nobody putting out really good music right now, I feel like and and Dua Lipa kind of caught my ear and her voice and then my wife and I actually uh made a little trip out to Denver. Uh, to go see her uh last february in concert and she she killed it she slaughtered it so it was a lot of fun
0: oh that's a great that's a great anniversary present <laughs> it,
1: was, it was kind of um i think it was it was my birthday present so she 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 took me out there and and uh got me the the, the tickets uh my birthday was in january we went out there in february so um that was a lot of fun and uh Dua Lipa you know she has that song with Elton John too the cold heart that got really popular and and I grew up playing Elton John and Billy Joel on the piano like Elton John is like one of my idols Billy Joel is one of my idols as well as far as like the piano piano stuff goes and I probably I kid you not like when I was playing piano like (laughs) I I would say probably like 30 percent of my sets were like a Billy Joel or Elton John song because they're just so fun to play so when she collabed with Delton John on on that cold heart song, that just that really hit home for me too. So that was that was really cool.
0: That is amazing. I love both artists as well. Like Billy Joel is definitely one of my favorite artists of all time. I mean, I feel like Phil Collins, um, Rod Stewart. Oh yeah. I mean, I could just <laughs> I can name a lot of people, Carol King. That I just grew up listening to. Phil
1: Phil Collins is is one of those artists where, like, I have always wanted to see him live somehow. And he just has not toured. Um, He hasn't come into the Kansas City area, at the very least, that I know of um, in in quite some time. And and the coolest thing about Phil is, like, he's a drummer, too. So, like, he's drumming and singing some some of the songs at the same time. You know, um, yeah, Phil Collins in in the Genesis uh, days, too. I love all that stuff, so... I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock, you know, around my parents and, and my family. Like, I was super big into Boston. That was a big classic rock band I grew up on. And uh, Rush, I love Rush. Um, uh, Styx, Foreigner, um, all those. Ario Speedwagon, those were some big artists that I really grew up loving. And uh, I've seen all of them in concert, too. So I have a very wide range of, of, of music. It's, it's pretty funny, though, when I came to Kansas City, Kansas City is kind of a hip hop town. I didn't grow up on hip hop at all. Like, um, you know, a lot of people, my age, I'm 30 years old, probably grew up on, you know, Nelly's country grammar and 50 cent. Um, you know, those albums that were really popular, but I didn't grow up on that. Um, it's just, it's just not where I, uh, it wasn't the uh, stuff my parents were listening to. And I, I, uh, I had to learn a lot of it uh, when I came to Kansas city and educate myself. And I, I've spent, um, countless, um, hours and days and just going out, listening to other DJs, what they're playing to educate myself um, on that culture of music as well. So um, I feel like I've made myself as versatile as possible. And that's kind of how I've gotten to the point where I don't say no to really anything. Like if there's an event that comes up um, and I don't feel super comfortable about it, like I still find a way to challenge myself and go do it and learn how to figure it out and do it. Um, like, I'll do, I'll go do a country gig. I can't stand country music. I think it's, I don't, I don't like it. But can I go play a rock and country set at a country bar? Absolutely. I've, I put myself in an uncomfortable position and, um, you know, learned the music, educated myself and, and uh, found a way to um, throw, you know, throw a party and make the event, you know, the best it can be.
0: I respect that and if you ever get to a point where you're like i don't know if i can do this kind of music call me up because i i listen to everything so i'll be able to give you some good tips on it (laughs) (laughs) but i do love rush when you talk about rush it reminded me of like limelight was a song i remember and tom's tom sawyer oh yeah one that i remember
1: yep oh yeah 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 there's that there's that famous scene in the movie i love you man with paul rudd and Paul, paul rudd he's like a local kansas city guy he went to ku so he's like a huge royals fan paul rudd is and in, in that movie he's like a really big Rush fan um so there's like this really funny scene he's like I'm slapping the bass and it's, it's pretty funny you have to you YouTube it it's called I love you man <laughs> super popular comedy especially around Kansas City because it's Paul Rudd but um yeah he, he's, he was a big Rush fan of that movie so that every time I think of Rush I think of that movie now
0: I love Paul Rudd he's another great actor out there for sure oh yeah he's incredible Absolutely. So I have a fun question, um, related to your journey in music. So if you could use one word to describe your journey in music, what word would you choose?
1: My journey, one word, I would say, uh, passionate is probably the best, the best way to describe my journey. I would say, um, I feel like in, in, in everybody's life, they need to figure out what they're passionate about. And, um, some people don't have a passion. Like I've, I've met several people that are just, they're not passionate about anything. And, um, that was a, you know, a, a big thing with my relationship with my wife, you know, she was passionate about, you know, certain things. And, and that hit home to me. Like it, it's, it's attractive to me when somebody, you know, has passion in something. And, I just was, um, you know, very passionate about music and I, and I still am. And I would say it's probably my number one passion. I grew up really loving sports. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm as uh, engulfed into sports mentally as I was like, or, or emotionally, like I don't live and die by, you know, you know, sports events and stuff like that as much as I did as a kid, but I still get, I still get pretty excited, you know, especially with the chiefs and, uh, you know, being from KU, we won the national championship in basketball last year. So that was uh that was pretty emotionally thrilling. But uh, yeah, you know, passion, it's a good way to describe uh, my journey through music. And that's what's kind of kept me going and keeps me motivated because there's some days, man, where you just you think about the DJ life and it, it's a it's a weird life. Um, it's just it's very different. It's not normal. It's not very conducive for family life either. Um, and I've done my best, especially with my relationship with my wife, to make it as conducive as possible for a relationship. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's the best way to describe my journey.
0: I love that. And speaking of basketball, um, I will give it to your team. that <laughs> They didn't, they didn't win. <laughs> I'm a huge um, Duke Mike Krzyzewski fan, so I'm just going to just leave it at that. I was so heartbroken when um, I was – grateful he made it to the final four but it was just kind of losing to North Carolina but I was very excited for Kansas at that time I didn't care who won (laughs) but I do love Bill Self he's an amazing coach
1: yeah he's an amazing coach he's a he's an amazing guy I've had a chance to to work around him a few times meet him a few times super super nice and humble um but uh yeah that was crazy I I honestly thought Duke was gonna go all the way like I thought because of the story and how much they were hyping it up, you know, on on the uh on CBS and everything, I I just kinda thought, man, this one just kind of feels like it's gonna go to Duke. Um, but when, once North Carolina beat Duke, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I I think we're gonna win this thing. And then but we were down by 15 at halftime. And I'll tell you what, I was DJing a watch party uh at this uh place where I got my start in Lawrence. Gotta give them a shout out. Bullwinkles. It's a little hole in the wall bar, but man, do they party? And is it fun? And um, for me, it's nostalgic because, I mean, I've been DJing there for about 10 years now. Um, from the day they, they first opened till, uh today, I still go up there and play at the college bar and have a good time. But I was playing a watch party, and I'll tell you what, when we were down at halftime, I was ready to leave. I was like, I'm ready to go home. This game's over. I was, uh, I was pretty down about it. But uh, we came back and kind of pulled off a miracle.
0: Well, I'm, I was really excited. My brother's a big North Carolina fan and I was Duke. So in our household um, growing up, I'm a Saints fan, of course, being from New Orleans and he loved the 49ers. So it was just so thrilling when we finally won our um, <laughs> Super Bowl with um, Drew Brees. I'll never forget that experience. So I've always had a split household when it comes to sports, but I love all teams, you know, I can watch it, but I just did something for me. I was like, okay, North Carolina did not win. I was just so excited in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to kind of talk about accomplishments for a moment. Can you tell me what has been your biggest accomplishment and what has been one of your biggest, would you, let's say, failures that you've experienced? And can you tell me, out of the Hmm. two answers that you give me, um, how were you able to celebrate the win as well as the
1: loss? um let's start with the failure um i think i think in in every occupation um you you're going to fail at some point uh, at something and the the key is to obviously learn from it you know you fail you get back up you try again and you learn from it and get better um i mean as far as um my career goes i would say um i've had some failures you know politically um with the uh with the industry um the the dj game and and it and it is a game um it is uh it's very political and uh strategic and cutthroat all at the same time here in kansas city we're very lucky that we have a very tight knit community where all the DJs know each other. For the most part, we all work together. We all help each other out. Um, and we try to create a better financial environment for all of the DJs, um, in our community. Um, but, um, I've had some downfalls, you know, where I've, uh, you know, maybe said some of the wrong things to the wrong person sent the wrong text, you know, screenshots got around and, you know, I've, um, I've lost some gigs because of because of it. I've lost some big contracts because of things like that, so I would say um, you know uh my mouth has gotten me in the biggest trouble amount of trouble um and uh for me, it's all been about educating myself um the best I can on um whatever the topic was or 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 what the topic is at hand. Um, And just, you know, being careful what you say and, you know, maybe, you know, keeping your mouth shut in situations where you want to, you know, lash out or speak out. So um, staying humble, I think, is is also very important. I don't ever really think that I got super cocky. um, But, you know, all of us DJs, we have egos because we all go out, we, we kill a party and we get told. Man, you're the best ever. You're the best DJ. Like you're you're number one. Like you're the greatest. Like you you get told that no matter where you go. Like everybody says you're the best DJ ever, and you can't help. It's human nature that goes straight to your head. So um, it's it's easy to um, get a little bit of an ego, maybe get a little cocky. Um, but uh, the the best advice I would say to you know to myself and to others, um, and no matter what you're doing, is just stay humble. Because cockiness is just, it's just not going to get you anywhere. It just doesn't get you anywhere, in my opinion. So I would say that's um, my biggest failure. Something that I've um, you know learned learned from, and uh, I've been trying to make my biggest strength.
0: Thank you for sharing it. I think like that's important. Like you said, it should be a network of people working together and knowing that y'all are all in it together. But that. There's room at the table. This is my statement. Many of my um, fans of the show have heard me say there's room at the table for everyone to still make money and still be profitable without you attacking someone or using that against someone. Because we all make mistakes and there's things we say and do in the heat of the moment or issues. And I feel like if we could all just be respectful of each other and help each other, we could really grow and make a a huge career um, in our own right. And so I'm just so excited for you that... Um, You've been given this opportunity. And we kind of talked about one person I think we both know, DJ Aston Aston Martin. Um, I've had an opportunity to talk with him, and he's amazing, really great guy. And so I'm just so excited that you've had this opportunity to be very successful in your career and do some great things as well.
1: Yeah, Ashton's a good buddy of mine. Um, I remember uh, before I met Ashton, um, I'm going to toot his horn a little bit. Um, but, uh, before I, before I met Ash and I was a uh, out in Lawrence, you know, kind of just doing my little bull residency out there, doing some weddings, doing some corporate events, maybe playing a few overland park bars. And, and he was kind of, you know, the one that, um, I was looking up to in the Kansas city market as somebody that I wanted to model my brand. Um, what I was doing business wise kind of around, like, it was like. My goal to DJ, you know, every day of the week. Like he would post his shows, and he's DJing every day of the week, or he's doing you know ten to thirteen or fourteen different shows. And I'd sit there and be like, "Man, okay, he's probably getting a thousand here. He's probably getting like fifteen hundred here. He's probably getting five hundred for that one. Three hundred for this Tuesday gig. So yeah, he's he's making he's making like three, four, five thousand dollars this week. And I would think about that. I'm like, man, I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. And and it was um, it was kind of one of those things like be careful what you wish for, um, and uh, I was able to link up with Ashton and kind of tell him what my goals were. Eventually, and you know, I really honed my skills though before I went and reached out to him. I was like, I wanted to make sure I practiced and practiced, and was able to really you know back up what I was selling, um, and uh, you know, felt like I was really ready to be you know thrown into the the fire into the Kansas city market, which is a totally different market than, you know, the 45 minute drive over to Lawrence where it's a, where it's a college town. But um, you know, Ashton helped me a lot along the way and he still helps me to this day and we work very closely together. Um, But yeah, he's, he's a, he's a great buddy of mine and um, he's uh, he's really taught me how to treat this as a business and how to scale it um, and um, you know, play the long game.
0: That's amazing. And I'm so glad to hear Like so he was one of the nicest people I've talked to. I just love chatting with him and I hope to get him back on the show soon and in the future. Um, But I do want to talk to you about your younger self. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Jason?
1: Oh man. So I think younger self, like, Probably be me in college, I would say I was uh, I didn't have a lot of direction in college. Um, I actually didn't even finish school because I got into DJing and I was DJing so much in college where it became a distraction from school, but I was making decent money doing it where I was like, man, if I really want to do this, I got to go after it um, and I can't do both. And, and my mom she just told me one day, she's like, you can't do both. Like you have to decide, are you going to go to school or are you going to, you know, try out this DJ thing? And my parents were, you know, kind of, they didn't feel super great about the DJ thing. They didn't know about it. I mean, obviously the, uh, the DJ life and the lifestyle and the nightlife has its, um, uh, temptations and, and they realized that. And that was a big, that was a big thing for me was I always knew that I wanted to, you know, keep my, keep my nose clean and, um, stay away from those temptations. And I always felt like the strong, um, would survive and will survive in this industry. Um, because it's easy to get caught up in all the, uh, and all the clout and all the the drugs and, and the alcohol that are around the, um, the nightlife industry. But, um, I would say, you know, in college, I just didn't have a lot of motivation. And, um, even before DJing, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't doing very well at school. So I, you know, I would say, you know, for me, the biggest thing would probably be to tell myself to, you know, just push myself a little harder um, during those younger years. I didn't really start pushing myself until I was about 21, 22. I feel like I really coasted in life um, even through high school. I mean, high school, was just kind of i c- kind of treated it as a joke, I mean, I just goofed around, goofed off, always pissed off my teachers, <laughs> um which is funny. I have such great relationships with some of those teachers, though you know from high school I even dj some of their kids' weddings um to this day, but yeah i didn't I didn't take things very seriously, I didn't push myself very hard until um, I started to you know fall on my face and and learn some harsh lessons, so I think that's what I would say to my younger self.
0: I love that. And I think that's a great thing to show like a full circle moment for you that even though at that time you weren't at the maturity level to accept, you know, things you needed to work on, but now you're able to kind of give back in a different way. And they can look at you and say, hey, you know what, you made the most of what you actually set forward in your career. So I think that's a great message, you know, just never give up, take it one day at a time and you never know where your future can can take
1: yeah, I mean, it's kind of a long answer, but I think uh, I definitely was very immature. Um, I still kind of feel like like the kid in me is never going to leave. Like, I feel like I'm always going to be a little more immature than a super serious businessman. But because um, I like to have fun. I like to laugh. I like to have a good time. Um, but uh, I- I'll tell you what, um, you know, meeting my wife, Leslie, and, and uh, getting married and, and uh, moving in with her at kind of a younger age, you know, I was like 24 when I moved in with, with my, uh, my wife, then girlfriend, um, definitely helped me mature quite a bit. Um, uh, my wife, Leslie, she, she's really helped bring out the best in me. And she always knows that, you know, that I can always be better and she pushes me to always be better. Um, so I have her to thank for that. I honestly, I don't know where I would be at maturity wise or even, dj wise if i hadn't met my wife at the time that i did um because uh she just she makes me the best person i can possibly be
0: that's great do you mind if i dedicate maybe this episode to leslie
1: yeah you, you absolutely could yeah
0: okay i think that's great i think that's just a, that's a way of you giving back to her as well just kind of saying how much she's meant for you in life outside of just your career that you guys were able to build something, a strong bond, and I'm just so glad to hear that.
1: Yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy being a a wife of a DJ or or girlfriend of a DJ, Um, and, uh, you know, my wife, she's, she's kind of one of a kind, and she's beautiful, and she's got the biggest heart um, that you've ever find in anybody, and she's got personality plus, when, when God was handing out personalities, I think, I think God gave her a couple of uh, doses of personality. She's, she's just kind of the life of the room, the life of the party, and um, she's always by my side, so I, I definitely have her to thank.
0: I'm so glad to hear that. All right, so Jason, the last question I have for you, I'm going to combine these last two. The first part is, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? And then the last part of that, can you tell us what's next for you? I know you're always doing some gigs, and things out there, can you tell me where they can find you if you have any events coming up very soon?
1: Yeah, so um, www.djhyden.com, that's my website. Um, that's the best way to reach me, you know, fill out, um, uh, you know, an inquiry, you know, contact me, um, schedule a consultation, all my info's on there, my electronic press kit's on there um, where you can kind of see, you know, all my residencies, all the things I do. Um, all the bars I play, the corporate affiliates, uh, charitable affiliates um, that I, that I work for. So um, super easy way to just kind of see, you know, everything about me on on my website. There's some cool videos on there as well. Um, And then um, as far as events coming up, um, you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place, you know, Um, you know, right now I got some, some things going, uh, out in St. Louis. So I'm trying to, you know, branch out to different markets, um, do a little bit more traveling. I feel like I've accomplished everything in Kansas city that I wanted to. Um, there's always more that can be done anywhere and with any occupation in life, but, uh, kind of want to branch out, you know, explore the, the the world a little bit more. And, um, like I said, put myself in those uncomfortable positions and, and, uh, force myself to figure it out and, and play to these different markets. So um, like this weekend, I'll be out in St. Louis doing some things. And then, um, you know, next week I come back and I, I got to even look at my calendar to figure out where I'm at. Cause it's like, I, I, I kind of got to take things day by day, but um, you know, right now with the chiefs, I'm doing some of the season ticket member uh, uh, parties for the chiefs um, inside of Arrowhead stadium while during the pregame. So that's a lot of fun doing those. Um, and then we have a big nightclub in town called aura. Um, and the, the owner of aura, he's got more lasers and, and lighting in in his place than like any club in the entire nation. I mean, there's more lasers in this place than any club in the entire country. And, uh, it's, it's crazy in there. So I'll be there on November 26th, uh, it's a Saturday. So that's, that's going to be a fun one for sure. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, I'm just excited for all the success that you've been able to have. I think you're an amazing person, Jason. And I'm just grateful that you gave your time to be on the show. And if there's any way I can promote and push anything you have going, I definitely want to be there to support that. Also, you guys, if you all want to reach out to him, if you want to learn more about the charities, you know, just reach out to him through Instagram. Or if you want to send him any direct information, he'll probably be able to give you all insight on that as well. But please support DJ Jason Hyden. He is amazing, and you're doing some amazing things for so many people around the world.
1: I appreciate that. And um, one more thing I wanted to touch on, I, I think I forgot to ask you what, or tell you what my greatest accomplishment was. And just to make this quick and short, you know, um, you know, getting the DJ for the Kansas City Royals, that's, that's the coolest thing that I think I get to do. Um, I wanted to make sure that I shouted them out and, and touched on that. Um, You know, growing up in Kansas City, huge baseball fan, huge Royals fan, going to games since I was a baby, Um, always wanted to play for the Royals. And uh, now I actually I get to play for them, but just in a different way. So um, that's that's probably my greatest accomplishment, I'd say. And uh, I'm looking forward to what's to, to come in the future with the Kansas City Royals.
0: That's amazing. And how many years have you been working with them for
1: now? So this was my second full season. So uh, next year will be my third. Um, But yeah, they can catch me at uh, pretty much all the uh, the marquee home games. So any of the any of the weekend home games, some of the big event uh, matchups, you know, maybe against the Yankees that come during the week Um, next season in 2023. They can catch me out there. So. Um, It's pretty cool. So I, I pump up the crowd, get on the mic. What up, Kaufman Stadium? Make some noise, you know, all that stuff to put me on the scoreboard. So um, it's it, it's definitely a dream come true, you know, to get to do a job like that. And never in a million years thought this would I would be doing. Um, but here I am. And this is what I do full time. It's pretty crazy.
0: But it's a blessing. It's, it's great. And then you get to help. Like I said, so many other young kids who are looking up to people like you. They may be able to, to see, hey, this is a dream that's attainable. And it may help a lot of parents who may say, hey, this is not a real good career to choose. I mean, I feel like, you know, being an artist, if that's something you choose to do in whatever way you use your art form, if that's something that brings passion to you and you can make it profitable, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with at least giving it a, a shot. I feel like we, we get only a certain amount of time on the search to be able to share our experiences and you want to make the most of what you have.
1: I agree completely with that, you know, and I've always tried to do my best to help out other DJs. Like I love helping out training, teaching, um, you know, teaching the business side and just bringing up other DJs and helping them succeed faster. So they don't have to go through the failures that I went through. Um, and I still feel like I failed to this day. Like, I mean, I'm learning things every single day about this business and, and the nature of the business. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, people, people don't think about it when, when people ask you like, what do you do? Well, I'm a professional DJ. They're like, Oh, huh and I'm like, no, you know, you don't get it. Like this is what I do full time. Like I, I, DJ for huge corporations, the Royals, the chiefs the sporting and I do weddings and I play all the bars and clubs in town. And they're like, Oh, and then I start showing them some pictures and I'm like, Oh, okay, I get this. And I show them the turntables and they start to, to understand a little bit more, but it, it can be a very lucrative business. Um, it just depends on how you want to scale it. Um, you can go as far as you want with it, really.
0: Well, I'm just excited. I mean, you won't see DJ Harvey anywhere <laughs> soon, but, <laughs> but I just well, enjoy hey, it.
1: I, I, encourage anybody, I encourage anybody that wants to learn more about it or, <laughs> or get into it, um, especially in my market, um, you know, to reach out and let me know. If you're not in my market and you want to come into this market, you know, reach out and let me know um and hit me up and we can figure some stuff out so i'm all about helping others that's that's the biggest thing i love doing i i really enjoy putting money in other people's pockets um that that makes me feel fulfilled and um obviously you know speaking through music you know music touches everybody so throwing a party um and djing those parties and getting the reactions and the happiness and the enjoyment out of the people in the crowd um that gives me an adrenaline rush so Um, That's something that really fulfills me as well.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing your story with us, DJ Jason. Hi, and this has been a pleasure. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, I just had a great time talking with you today. And like I said, please hit me up. Let me know when you want to come back on the show. And keep me updated on how everything's going with you, your wife, your family. I just want to just make sure you're doing great things. And if you're doing anything similar to what you're doing now, I know you're going to continue to be very successful.
1: Well, they, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, looking forward to uh, your future podcast as well. You do a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: All right, Jason, well, I'll talk with you soon. You have a great rest of your evening.
1: Hey, you too. Okay, Bye. bye. Oh. Yeah.